generate is supporting my vision to improve the financial literacy of 100,000 Kiwis by sponsoring Keep the Change. Cheers, Generate. Head to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to find out more. Getting in the KiwiSaver fund that suits you and your situation is key to making sure you're maximising your investment. Generate are an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of long-term performance and they can help you do exactly this. Their advisors can meet with you to talk about all your options when it comes to KiwiSaver to help you decide what's best for you. Too many people never get KiwiSaver advice, but not you. Go to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to book a no-obligation chat with a Generate advisor. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited. And of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Welcome in, you are listening to another episode of keepthechange.co.nz's Money Mail and it is good to have you tuning in as always, I hope you are well out there kicking some goals as we enter a new year 2024. You might have noticed that some of the content recently has really been specifically themed around getting you thinking bigger, thinking about goals and thinking about how you're going to attack this year. It's very easy in a contractionary type environment to start to let go of some of our goals, to start to question whether can we whether we can achieve the things that we'd like to achieve because it's hard out there. So I'm sort of trying to fight the tide a little bit and get you thinking back towards what you're really capable of and to question those sorts of things and hopefully set some bigger goals and just stay on track and get shit done for you, yourself your families, your loved ones, your communities, and the things that you care about. And all of those things are different to each of us individually, and that is the beauty of life. So you can sort yourself out, you can sort other people out, you can then start to contribute to other things that you care about, for instance. But individually, we make those decisions around what those sorts of things are. So firstly, before we get into week number 193, I'd just like to say thank you to the people who have sent in messages over summer uh, who have been showing me things that they've been doing with their kids to make a little bit of extra cash and telling me how what they've been learning through Keep the Change has been awesome and they're wanting to pass some of those lessons down to their children and get them thinking about how business works, the economy works, how money exchanges hands and teach them some of the things that they wish that they had have known when they were growing up. So that's really, really cool to see because that's where... I can pass some knowledge on and some seeds can be planted uh, for you and then you can go and plant those for other people. And we don't know what that turns into over time. But as you often hear me talk about, one of my goals is to help 100,000 Kiwis get better at money and improve their financial literacy. And I think together, that's a pretty big snowball to change the wealth of the nation So we're well on the path to doing that, and by you passing on some of these lessons to other people, that definitely helps with that. Now, a quick bit of insight, I am working on something in the background that could see the podcast significantly change 
in 2024. I feel like I'm 90% of the way there to doing that, uh, but I haven't got it locked in yet. So some more calls coming up this week, the week of the 22nd of Jan, so whenever you're listening. Once I get that locked in and get that secured, uh, I will explain what that could look like, how it will work, and I believe it will be a net positive and allow us to reach even more people. So excited to share some of those details. Now, one thing that I want to do as this continues is to give you a bit of a look behind the scenes as to some of the things that I'm thinking about. And it's been interesting since releasing the podcast about becoming a millionaire in 2023 that people have said, well, I can sort of hear the difference in how you speak when I go back and listen to your earlier podcasts when you're on the journey to now having that conviction which is pretty cool for other people to be able to to pick that up now as I said on that last podcast and on the website for keep the change when I built this um, you know for you and and even for myself to go on the journey was basically that I'm not trying to be some hero that I'm not so I would like to try and take you on my journey as I go to inspire you to to carry on with yours and that will include some things that I'm doing in, in my life but also with Keep the Change because I know a number of you have become you know, quite involved in it and really like it and like to know some of those details. So I'll try and slow down um, throughout the year and give you some insights as to the things that I might be working on behind the scenes that you might um, not see but some of you may be interested in. So I might even try and do a KTC type quarterly update maybe every quarter to, to tell you what things have popped up, what I've said yes to, what I've said no to and that may be of interest to some and to others not so much. Now remember too there has been a change to keep the change in 2024 already and that is each Monday there will be a lesson going out which has been one of the most recommended or shared or replied to episodes that have come through the first couple of years. So I've titled those at the very start in case you weren't listening. So there is an acronym I-C-Y-W-L. Now basically what that means is that that podcast has already been out but you can listen to it again or for the first time if you haven't listened previously. Now a number of those lessons are timeless and ageless and they will teach you things because you may have skipped over it at the time or you may have listened but remember too that when you listen for a second time or in the future you are a different person so you might hear different aspects that you didn't pick up on the first time you listened to a piece of content like that. And I have some pillar pieces of content that are years old now that I often go back and listen to and I pick up different things. Now, there are people who listen to the book, for instance, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and even Think and Grow Rich, for instance, those two examples every year to try and hear what they didn't hear the year before. And the law of success that we recently talked about is probably another example of a book that you could do with that. And uh, Pete, who I know will be listening, actually sent to me on Friday, I think it was, a book, the Change Your Paradigm book, saying that, you know, I think it was on a second or third time listening to it. So there's a few things like that that I do too and go back and try and practice that and hear what I didn't necessarily hear the first time because I probably wasn't ready for the lesson. There was a fascinating thing that I once read and it was basically you shouldn't go back and look at what you highlighted in the book, you should go back and have a look what you didn't highlight. I thought wow, that's the first time I'd heard that and I was in my 30s by the time I heard that and it made a lot of sense because I think it's very easy when you read something to highlight the things that make sense to you 
instead of looking at the things that potentially don't make sense and highlighting those going, I need to come back and try to understand that and maybe I will in a year or two years time. But anyway, let's get in to week number 193 of Money Mail. So the question in the subject line is, how much is a lot of money? Now, if you didn't read Money Mail, I want you to think about your answer to that. If you were asked that and you had to answer, think about the answer that you would give to how much is a lot of money? Now, I often hear people say things like, that's a lot of money. And I wonder where that comes from. And you've probably heard that too. So how do we decide what a lot of money is? So I thought about this the other day, about the hundredth time, and I thought, well, maybe I'll ask the Keep the Change followers on Instagram and see what they said. So here's a summary from them. Now again, I'm about to read them out, so pause if you haven't thought about it for yourself. What is, or how much is, a lot of money? Now here is what they said. Changes over time as I level up. $10 million. The ability to do everyday things freely without worrying about dollars. When you can buy things you don't need without worrying about it. You can live your ideal comfortable life on a passive income. $12 million, $50,000, $25 million, $250,000 per year, $100 million. Having enough to never have to worry about it, that's when you have a lot. $50 million, shitloads of pounds, not the New Zealand dollar, $500 billion. When you can do what you want, when you want, $10,000, million, $100,000, enough so you can live the life you want without having to worry about funding it. Directly related to the value people put on their time. I used to think it was a million dollars, now it's $10 million. Enough that you don't have to worry about money again. You don't need to check your balance when buying necessities. You forget when your salary is paid. It depends on needs and wants. 100k a year would be plenty for me. So as you can see, it's very interesting to see the different types of responses, right? There's angling comes in there, there's meanings of money, there's removing worry, there's exact round figures, there's... 10Ks, there's 500 billion, you know, is that a piss take, is that realistic, uh, there are, I used to think it was a million, now I, th- uh, yeah, I used to think it was a million, now I think it's 10 million, so there are changes in people, everybody is going to have a different answer to this, right, so that's why I try to give you some time at the start to think about what it is, but what conditions us to believe an amount of money is a lot of money, it's something I ponder occasionally and I don't have the hard and fast answers to this one. It will be different for each of us as well. Now the definition of a lot of money is subjective and will vary massively from person to person. So no doubt a big part of it will depend on individual circumstances, financial goals and the economic context in which individuals find themselves as well as their financial upbringings. So whether we want to admit it or not, money makes a lot of decisions for us. Because depending on how much of it we have, it can dictate what is possible for us. We'd all make some pretty different decisions if we won the lotto this weekend, right? In a more practical example, for me, there's a nice place that I wouldn't mind living in right on the beach here in Auckland. And it's on the North Shore, and it's $7,000 per week. Yes, $7,000 of rent every single week. So it's over $350,000 a year to rent this place. Now, it would be epic to live there, but I don't because that seems like a lot to me. But the person who eventually rents that may not see it as a lot. Then I was reading about properties in Dubai on the Palm, and they rent, some of them, for $50,000 US a month. So that's about $18,000 per week in New Zealand. 
but people are paying it and have made sense of doing so. Same thing, go to Singapore, start to see what some of these places rent for and it will blow your mind and it will blow your own concept of what you think a lot of money is. So this is why I'm big on challenging the things that we say to ourselves and the conclusions we come to. Same thing when it comes to goals, which we've spoken about over the last few weeks. And just to give you some insight as to that, if you consistently for 10 years walk around saying that $10,000 is a lot of money, for instance, what do you think your thermostat is going to be set at? Well, it's probably going to be set to try to get around that $10,000 mark. So if you've got a $10,000 bonus, for instance, you'd think that's a lot of money. If you save $10,000, you would say that's a lot of money. What happens if you got to $20,000? You would either get, take yourself back to $10,000 because you would think, well, $20,000 is too much money. You used to think that, you still think that $10,000 is a lot of money. So you have to be careful what you do to yourself and how you set yourself up. And again, as we often talk about, this is why people who win the lotto or inherit money or get given a lot of money can let go of it quickly as well because you're not thinking in advance around, okay, what do I now do uh, with that money and what support do I need, what education do I need and that's a journey in itself, right? And for each of us, we want to be careful setting those thermostats because we, we've planted those seeds in our heads of what a lot of money is based on our individual thinking, circumstances, upbringing, the things we've seen, what we've heard from other people as well. So, you know, would your $10,000, which is a lot of money, you know, would that be a lot of money to someone who can pay $7,000 of rent a week? Maybe, maybe not. But again, we all look at these things differently, right? So our goals, we have to think about whether they're big enough and where they came from. Same with the things that we're telling ourselves and what we're thinking about. How do we set these levels of goals or standards or limits? This is something you need to be mindful of when sharing your goals with other people as well, as your goal might be massive to them, but achievable for you. Tell the wrong people too many times and they may convince you that you're not thinking straight. This is why I've started talking about the um, analogy more about the cul-de-sac and the cul-de-sac you're in and which one you turn down and what's common down one cul-de-sac might not be common down the other. But if you stay down there too long and all you've done is turn left instead of right and you just role model all that same behavior, you start to believe all of the same things and you can't see what's happening in the cul-de-sac if you had have turned right, which is just one decision in your life. So similarly, when you hear someone say, that's a lot of money, instead of thinking, oh yeah, okay, it is a lot of money, ask them, okay, how come? You know, how, how come you think so? How did you come to that conclusion? And see if they actually have an answer to that. See if they've put any thinking into how they've got there. Now lastly, you might want to have some fun with this and picture what you'd do differently in your life if you had a lot of money. This can be a fun exercise. Now you notice at the top we started with what is a lot of money and then we got some examples from different people. Now we get to think about, okay, let's have some fun with it and think, if I had a lot, if I had a lot of money, what would my life be like? So as some of those people have said above from the Keep the Change Instagram, they've said, 
having a lot of money means doing things without worrying about money. And I think a lot of people would like to not have to worry about money, their rent, their mortgage, their bills, uh, the necessities, as someone put it. So, you know, if you had your lot of money and you've got your definition for that, what would your life look like? What would your life look like if you didn't have to worry about money? And how would you articulate that to other people? These are those little things that can really excite you that we don't actually stop and think about too much. Instead, we think it'd be good to have a million dollars. Okay, but what would your life look like if you had that million dollars? Now, part of why I think about this probably more than the average person is that with business clients, we help them do business planning over a five-year window and beyond. And part of that is thinking about their financial goals and the income levels they would like to make. And most people have a salary that they can think of in their head that they would like to make. And again, I'll give you a tip, it always seems to be a round figure. And it's either a 100, 150, it's a 200, a 250, it's a 500. And those are probably the most common numbers. Now, they come to that conclusion very quickly. And then when we say to them, Phil and I will say to them, hey, okay, awesome. What's life going to look like with a 250K a year salary? And that's harder. They stop and you can tell they haven't really thought about that. Then they might slowly start getting into it and you know, we'll be able to pay down our mortgage faster. Uh, but often what will end up happening is they'll be like, oh, I'll be able to take the kids on a holiday. We'll be able to go here. We'll be able to go there. Be able to change uh, the hours that I work. Um, I might even be able to have this person working in the business. And then we can really get into figuring out what it is that they actually want their life to look like. And often this can help us figure out, okay, well, that's possible now. We could actually start doing that. Okay, well, if we had a 500k a year salary, could you sacrifice 150 of it to hire that person because then it's going to give you those outcomes over there and you could start doing some of those things that you want in your life and we can start reverse engineering what it is that they're trying to create rather than just going, let's try and get this business to spit out 500 grand a year. And very few businesses can do that, right? As we know, 3% of people, or it's even about 2.5% of people earn over $180,000 in New Zealand. Let's say it's three. You know, let's say it's three in 100 people can make that happen. It's, it's not an easy thing, but it's easy to set these big numbers as things that we aspire to, but often the numbers aren't what we're after. It's what it would allow us to do. So think about how you would articulate that yourself if you didn't have to worry about money and if you had your lot of money or if you had your annual salary that you would like to make, you know, what would your life look like? That can be a good way to build a vision rather than focusing on some specific dollar amounts. And hey, like I say, maybe you don't get there or maybe the business owner doesn't get there, but at least you and they are thinking about what it looks like and what it feels like. Perhaps then you can find some ways to achieve parts of it. So hopefully that goal got you thinking, as I often say, be bold, but this week, think bold. You are one of over 9,475 recipients. The email list is growing. I can see 20 people joining a day at times, so I think it's from people forwarding this on. There is a link in there for people to be able to click on to be able to subscribe to the newsletter. So if you want to forward it around to your mates and stuff, that would be awesome because I don't really know what's driving that sign up. But we're nearly at 9,500, nearly at 10,000 on that email list. So the KTC podcast had over 46,000 downloads in December. There's been a strong start to January. Did you know food that costs $250 in the 
quarter three of 2020 would cost about two uh, $206 and, sorry, food that cost $250 in quarter three 2023 would have cost $206.37 in quarter three 2020. So basically uh, that has increased the same, the same food that cost $206.37 in 2020 would be $250 in 2023. Now, if you haven't heard us talk about this before, you can play with the inflation calculator on the RBNZ website to see how prices have changed. There's new inflation data out next week for the December 2023 quarter. So I'm starting to get you thinking about that because you're going to hear about that this week as inflation data comes out, whether you're listening to Keep the Change or seeing things pop up in the media. We'll get some data as to what inflation is at to end the 2023 year. Now my prediction at the start of the year I think was about five point something. So it'll be interesting to see where we're at. I went on the uh, Lighthouse Financial podcast and predicted that. I also predicted that Labour would still be in government. So I got that one completely wrong. Did not I? But I don't think Jacinda Ardern had retired by then or quit the role, whatever term we use, and didn't expect her to be too do that anyway, which I think would have had a big impact. But anyway, I'm not here to justify why I get my shit wrong. Just know that I'm human and I do not know all of the answers. Hopefully, that has been a money mail to get you thinking. There's been some cool responses to that one. And I'm sure for each of us individually, there'll be things that we can start to uh, think differently about when we start to have those probing questions. Now, be good. This week, I'll catch you on next week's version of Money Mail to keep you thinking, to keep you learning, to keep you growing. See you next week.